0: Hello, everyone. This is Psych with Sherelle Hicks and Carrie Nickel, produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. Hello,
1: everybody. And most of all, hello, Miss Carrie. How are you this morning? I am doing absolutely fabulous, Sherelle. How are
0: you, hon? Oh, I am outstanding today.
1: <laughs> I know you really are.
0: You got some life in you this morning, girlfriend. Oh, yes, indeed. It's Friday, and I'm feeling good. Oh. So, last weekend, as I recall, you were up
1: in Philly. Did you
0: have a good weekend? Oh, absolutely. You know, I always make it a good time wherever I may go. <laughs> yes, you do. And, you yes, know, it was so do. funny seeing my girlfriend wobbling all over the place. God bless her soul. She looked like she was about <laughs> high. I don't know how you do it, how you guys do it. Oh. Ooh, it's, and it was
1: hot. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, crazy. I planned my, well, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't really plan my first baby. That was sort of a surprise. But both of them, Jesse was born in March and Brandon was born in April. So I did not have to go through that during the hot months of the summer. So, but I'll never forget (laughs) the very first day that it struck me how big I was going to get when I was pregnant with Jessica. Had a little panic attack over that one.
0: (laughs) How much weight did you gain?
1: I really didn't gain that much weight with either pregnancy. I only gained about 35 pounds with each one. So, but I stayed very physically active with both of those pregnancies, too. I continued to work out and exercise and well with Jess I just walked. I walked almost every day three miles around Lake Johnson. And then with Brandon I actually continued to do like step aerobics and stuff. So. Cool. So did it make your pregnancy easier
0: by being active?
1: Yeah. And what it also did was made it very easy to get back into you know sort of pre-pregnancy shape after the babies were born.
0: Oh okay. So you dropped weight pretty quickly huh?
1: Well, I did also because I nursed both the kids. So that just took, that takes all the fat off your body. Um, mm. So that helped a lot too. But anyway, so I heard you say earlier that you've had a great week, huh?
0: I did. I did. Good. I'm just kind of learning how to go with the flow, you know? Awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is my We're goal with the... every week. Just to, yeah, just to just learn take how things to go as they talk. Just learn how to go with it, and it's working.
1: Yeah, I mean, I will oftentimes just say to myself when things get tough, just embrace where you are. Mm -hmm. That's sort of my little mantra that goes in my head, you know, no matter what's going on, just just embrace where you are. Because every, you know, wherever you are at any given point, it's temporary, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So no matter how difficult things may be, I'm like, okay, this is how hard things are in this point in time, and you just got to get through it. It's like sometimes yeah. I'll, I'll even imagine just standing on the cliff, and I'm getting ready to jump into a cold pool of water, <laughs> you know, and you just jump. <laughs> you just jump in, and you got to have faith in yourself that you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because yeah. I've been reading. I've been reading this book called "Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway." And they Hmm, say that that's really the underlying thought behind any fear, is that no matter what, the fear, so the thought that feeds most of our fears is that when X happens, or if X happens, I will not be okay, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I won't be able to tolerate whatever it is that is getting ready to happen or going to happen, and I think you just need to, you really need, I guess you need to really define what is okay, and to me, being okay is being alive. (laughs) If whatever yeah. I'm going to face is not going to kill me, I'm going to be okay, right? Mm. That's right. So maybe that's, you know, it's not to say that I don't have fears about things, but I don't let them overwhelm me because I know that no matter what, I'll, I'll be okay because I'll still be alive. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so that's yeah. kind of like the stuff that we do with cognitive behavioral uh, therapy with examining irrational thoughts yeah. and and helping people reframe and restructure their thoughts to be in a more positive light.
1: Yeah. And to be, yeah. you know, just more adaptive and, I mean, a lot of people have very irrational thoughts in mm-hmm. their head. But what's interesting to me here lately, Sherelle, is that the adult clients that I see that really aren't even that aware of what their thoughts are Hmm. You have some of those?
0: Explain that to me.
1: Well, I get clients that come into my office and they're unhappy or they're, you know, whatever. And so we start to try to explore a little bit about how they're feeling. And we'll talk about the relationship between thoughts and feelings. And then we, you know, we start trying to explore what the thoughts are that are creating these feelings. And they just, you know, oftentimes just look at me, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So they don't recognize... What what yeah, what's of the, the fear? Yeah, I, get, I mean, it just seems to me like some people are very checked out of their uh, like they they just they aren't very self aware, and <clears> that th- that to me is so foreign because I'm probably hyper self aware <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> of what my thoughts are. Um, anyway, I'm going to give our number out today. Our call a number. If Please you want to call. With the question is six four six six five two.
0: So, Carrie, let me ask you this. If you're not aware of what's going on that's causing this, then how are you fearful?
1: Well, and it's not just fearful. I mean, some people are depressed. And some, you know, and some, mm-hmm. some people can feel fear because, you know, they have the thoughts. But I think sometimes they're so subconscious. You know, they're so deep. You know that they don't they can't really just access them very easily, and I like I said, I have a really hard time understanding that because and you know probably some of it's professional hazard I'm you know obviously, and you probably are too always very aware of what it is you're thinking that is creating however it is that you're feeling mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: so for me to be sitting across the room from an adult who just is constantly I don't know, I don't know. It's like, wow, you know, how, how, how do you get to this point in your life and be so, you know, unaware of, of
0: now, how you One of the things thing. that I, I, I'm, like, baffled with is when couples come into my office and I have this uh, couples game and, and it's called um, the Oom um game. I think I told you about those cards to work with kids. And so it's a level one and level two. So level one, you know, pretty easy questions. But level two really gets into some interesting dialogue. And just to hear couples talk and they really not know each other. You know, like stuff like how you plan on raising your kids kids, if you plan on spanking, not spanking, uh, dealing with the in-laws, not dealing with the in-laws, allowing people to stay in the house more than three days or a week, uh, no, don't want in your family members, it's just like, you guys didn't talk about that when you were dating? But maybe because <laughs> I'm a therapist, I talk about everything under the blue sun, but it's just amazing <laughs> to me <laughs> how couples come in and they have no earthly idea. About what their, their
1: partner. partner, thinks or feels or values.
0: Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, morals and values. Like, how, how did how did you guys get here? <laughs> and that might <laughs> are they sitting in my office too? <laughs> but exactly, uh, exactly. And I have I to know. my face not to, you know, look like because I'm very expressive. You can pretty much tell what I'm thinking if you're looking at my face. <laughs> so I'm trying like to keep my face straight. Like, are you? effing kidding me <laughs> you didn't know her favorite color
1: oh, man, get out of here. <laughs> oh you got to work on that poker face Cheryl.
0: oh yeah girl i'm working on it i am working <laughs> on it
1: working. <laughs> i'll sit there sometimes and just bite my lip
0: huh bite your lips? Yeah, yeah 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 that's a good one <laughs> <laughs> but I slipped off one time, so I just said I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna hurt myself when I'm sitting here. This <laughs>
1: man, I'm sitting here looking at myself. I got ants climbing on me. What the? <laughs> Did
0: you say ant? <laughs> I got a
1: little.
0: I got a little ant infestation problem. <laughs> <laughs> and they're on you.
1: Um. Well. Yeah. Kinda. <laughs>
0: Now, that's it's the problem. That just means that you're too sweet for your own good, girl. That's what that means.
1: <laughs> Great positive spin, Sherelle. Thank you.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I
1: appreciate Absolutely. that today. Well,
0: you that's know we too, have to do our um, Pursuit of Happiness nugget today. Okay. And You,
1: you roll with that.
0: Okay. We, today's nugget is Happiness Isn't an Unrealistic Idea. Or of success and discounting what you have achieved as not good enough. An unrealistic idea of success and discounting what you have achieved as not good enough. Celebrate your success each step of the way.
2: Hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So I guess that means if you don't take time to celebrate your accomplishments, then you can't gain happiness. Is that what you take away from that?
1: I I guess so. I mean, I think really, you know, recognizing what you have accomplished every day because I think in our heads we always have big goals.
3: Mm-hmm. You know what
1: I'm saying? I think we have mm-hmm. big goals in our heads, which is good. Oh, some people don't have them, but, you know, I mean, if you have a big goal, sometimes I think people say to themselves, I'm not going to be happy until I accomplish whatever that is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But But... As with any goal, I mean, every large overriding goal requires many smaller steps to get there, and I think sort of celebrating the achievement of each one of those steps towards that larger goal is probably what that's talking about. So Mm -hmm. you you don't constantly say, I'm not going to be happy until I do this, you know? Mm -hmm. I've heard people say that. Oh, yeah. I won't be happy until X happens, or I won't be happy, you know, but... If you're actively working towards that goal, I think recognizing that and celebrating that um, and appreciating all the effort that goes into achieving each individual step towards that goal, I don't know that that necessarily leads to happiness, but I certainly think it's one of the components of it, sure. Valuing Mm -hmm. what what you contribute every day, you know. So...
0: I like you that. any goals,
1: Sherelle? You got any goals you're working towards?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to stretch the right arm to reach all the way back to the back of my back and pat myself on the back and not wait for <laughs> other people to praise what I do. And I think uh-huh. that's another part of the pursuit of happiness is recognizing your strength and stretching that, that left arm or the right arm so that it'll reach all the way back to the back of your back so that you can pat your own self on the back when no one recognizes. But Carrie, it's time for us to take a break and when we come back, we will have more of the Carrie and Sherelle show. See
1: you soon. (laughs) Welcome back to Psych with Sherelle Hicks and Carrie Nickel. I'm out here on my front porch dancing away.
0: (laughs) Get it, girl. I love it. What's your neighbors say?
1: Well, I got there's a guy across the street doing some yard work, it looks like he's probably wondering what the heck is wrong with me. But I don't care. (laughs) And that's a great part about getting older. I'm assuming it's a function of of age, right? Not really.
0: You better know it. Mm.
1: Well, you just, you know, you feel good about yourself, and you know, you're you're a little wacky, maybe, and you've come to the point where you accept your own particular brand of wackiness and celebrate it, and...
0: (laughs) Keep it moving. Keep it
1: moving.
0: That's it. That's it. That's it. I used to hear... You you want to hear talk about... I said, I I can remember girlfriends that reached 40 before me, and they used to say, honey, you get to this age... Some things just don't matter anymore. So hey, I'm here. Take me a <sighs> leap. <laughs>
1: That's exactly right. That's exactly. I right. am who I am. <laughs> and it's nice when you get to that point, isn't it? When you stop trying to conform and fit in and be like everybody else. You know, mm-hmm. it's so funny cuz I have people that come into the office and they say, "I just want to be normal." Like like- <laughs> right. What's
0: that? What measuring stick about- you got in your office, Carrie, that tells you that you're normal. I'm coming over there. <laughs> I need to What did you say? What? I said, What measuring stick do you have in your office to wow. measure that? Because if you got one, I'm coming over to your office next week. <laughs> and I you can measure me. Please. <laughs>
1: But I don't want to be normal. There is no normal. There, You know that. There is no normal. It's what's normal for you. However, you That's define right. normal. Mm-hmm. And everybody I agree. Defines it and I'm, I'm perfectly happy with not being normal. That's okay with me. <sighs> hey, I got
0: <laughs> had a is... question. I need you to help me on a situation here. Because it's, oh. you know, running me bananas. bananas. So, okay, so you know I'm dating, and... Um, trying to get back into you know welcoming someone into my space and it's been rough cuz I have been single almost two years now okay so I've been talking to this guy and I love to talk to him he just has great conversations we laugh you know the it's just great okay so from time to time I may fall off to sleep and not say goodnight And I feel like when that happens and I talk to him the next day, it's a very slow trying to get him to engage to now if I don't talk to him before I go to bed, he doesn't answer his phone in the morning. So I'm like, okay, now are you trying to shape my behavior? Uh, I mean, last time I checked, I am a behavioralist. So, I mean, I can see straight through it. And, you know, I'm so quick to say, you know what, buddy? You know, good riddance. Communicate with me. You know, if that's something that bothers you that I fall off to sleep after I take an Ambien, trust me. You don't want to talk to me after I take an Ambien because I don't make no sense.
1: (laughs) What's up with that, Carrie? You mean you make even less sense than you
0: do? (laughs) Absolutely. It's just like talking about cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. (laughs) <laughs> so, what's your question exactly, Sarah? My Cheryl? question
1: is, what is up
0: with that? I mean, like, is that well, it supposed to be like?
1: Th- he, yeah, it sounds to me like he's he's doing exactly that. He's trying to shape your behavior through re- negative reinforcement. But is it working?
0: Okay, we're gonna talk about that next week. We're gonna see. How about that? Because we gotta <laughs> follow. Miss Smith is on the line. <laughs> hey, Miss Smith. Good morning. Good morning, ladies.
3: How and are you? I want you ladies to know first that I am very upset that I was not allowed to participate in your conversation a little longer last week.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Were connected, so I have to learn to call in sooner than at the last minute. But how are you ladies doing today?
1: I'm doing awesomely, and I think Miss Sherelle is too, by the sound of her voice.
0: Oh yeah, I got some sleep last night, Miss Smith. I feel great. <laughs> I heard.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I came in on. You know, I want you ladies to know that I'm. First of all, I'm a hairdresser, so I um I try to tune in. Um, I'm, a, I'm going to try to because the women at, in the salon they were listening last week and we all was like oh we got disconnected, but um, they're 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 not. I'm, I'm with we weren't I wasn't able to connect with them today and um, I think a lot of them are going to call in on their own. But you all talk about some everyday topics that I am so glad that somebody found it. Just table talking about it, just sitting around, mm. just like. Whatever, you know, Miss um, <laughs> Hicks. This, mm-hmm. I mean, abusive men. Um, I have yeah. two brothers. Both of my, uh, both of my brothers are single parents, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, I, my whole family is strange. You talking about being different outside the box? We're all outside the box. They're raising their two kids alone, and. Uh, one one them was actually in an abusive relationship and you know, women, men when men hear that, a lot of men don't like to admit to stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they get mm-hmm. they get it's, it's like normal for women to get abused, but when the men get abused, they're like, No, you let her beat you, you let her and it's not always physical abuse, you know?
1: Mm-hmm,
3: men mm-hmm. Are just, Absolutely. I know. And I think, yeah, you know, I well, actually... I
1: think a lot the, of the uh, women, you know. I think the uh, psychological um, abuse is more difficult. Actually, the emotional abuse. Yeah. It's
0: really,
3: yeah.
2: Really I can do that
1: too. Well, you know, that's I interesting
0: that. that you, Miss Smith. That was that's interesting that you brought that topic up because I was talking to Carrie about that this week. I've met two men, one in a relationship. And one decided to get out of the relationship. But both of them expressed to me that they uh, were abused, like physically abused, by their wives. And one, I asked him, I said, so why do you stay? And he said, well, one, because I love my kids and I couldn't see myself being without my kids. So, you know, I stay in the relationship and I just tried not to agitate her. And I'm going. Wow, that's interesting. Your bad things like that. Is this a
3: little? Because when you think of an abusive man, you think of a big woman, a small man,
0: right? It don't. <laughs> 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 what do you yeah. do?
3: What? What? I mean, what do you do? Who do you talk to? Do who do they do? They have somebody to talk to?
0: Like I, I, women got I, all I, these I, shelters. I, That's a good question. That's a good question. I've never heard of a hotline for a man to call in that's being abused. Have you, Carrie? No, ma'am. I sure have not. And if you think about it, I know they feel hopeless because when uh, the popo, uh, better known as the police, show up, the first thing they're going to look at is the man. You know, Mm -hmm. what have you done? Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) And then you got this woman over here, like... Go ahead, sweetheart.
3: Like 5 feet, 110 pounds, and he about 200
0: Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) That's not funny. But, you
3: know, I I know it's really not. I'm sorry. (laughs) But, you know what, I've never really... It's more more normal, though, whenever you find a woman that's being abusive. It's normally um, the woman... Verbally abused. You know we're we good at our tongue. You know we got some sharp edged tongues. Ooh yeah,
0: girl.
2: and
3: you, yeah, usually that's how that's how we um we 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 do that. You know it was it's funny because me and my wife. Yes, yeah, so I don't have men problems.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, me and my
3: wife, we were just discussing this morning how um and this is this is uh, five years now. You know that we you go girl. Yes. I have, I have every man's dream of a woman. So, okay. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, we were talking about, you know, how a lot of that, you know, a lot of that is from self-esteem. Like, when you find women, you don't find women, uh, uh, certain women, they're not going to allow themselves to be abused. You know how men beat them up so bad verbally and that... They just feel like they can't go to win. I wonder if the men are being done the same way. You know how women can beat a men tell them, oh, you ugly or you fat. Ain't nobody else going to want you. And then they stick to this thing. I wonder if that's the same effect that's being done to the men. Because if you're physically more, um, you know, you're physically able to, to fight off this person, what's stopping it? And, and I, I, I mean, I'm bringing up my own topic, and I'm sorry, but this was it was oh weighing God. on my mind this morning because we we were in a heavy conversation about it this morning, and you know about about this thing. And I said I'm gonna call the ladies, ask them about that in the morning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like,
3: who do they who do they call? Like, should I open my own hotline? You know, like one eight hundred Help a Man,
1: help a brother out, <laughs> help a brother out. But you know, oh, if you wow. thought, I mean, I think men stay in relationships for a lot of the same reasons that women do, even if they're being abused, you know, physically or emotionally, especially like if there are kids involved. But a lot of people I think are just afraid to leave relationships because they're afraid to be alone. Mm-hmm. And I've had so many you know, people I don't in my office Sorry? I'm sorry. So, you, you
2: know,
1: I agree
3: never with I never thought that was no, I never thought it was good to be stay in a relationship for the kids. I mean, That's I know my people way. probably up. Uh, I didn't. I, I mean, I, I never. I always felt like because uh, once again, you know, we have an eighteen year old. God knows he is a blessing. He is a. He just graduated from high school. Straight A's. Um, no problems. Never a- eighteen. He's just a blessing. He's awesome. very well mannered, very well nourished, you know, he
1: gets everything we try to make sure he gets because mm? he's probably he's that way probably because he's been well loved and treated with respect. So you've done a great mm-hmm. job. Exact. And That's
3: he don't graduation. have that he don't have that that type of like we don't do auger and fighting. And I think that it's not it's not healthy for the child. people say, Well, I'm staying with my child I'm staying there because my child is small. But it's really not helpful. I mean, you know, it's not helping that mm. child. I think it really does a whole lot of harm. Even if that child don't realize it then, later on down the line, I think it. I think it. Um, I might need a psychiatrist one day. I might have to lay down <laughs> and pay somebody about an hour because you know what I'm saying. My parents stayed together a long time for mm-hmm. me, and I if I could if I could have told them, please leave here,
4: take mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. penny,
3: baby, i no. Cause
1: it's not gay. I kids feel
0: right. it, you
2: know
1: what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. absolutely. So I never
0: do that. Yeah, I'm, I agree I'm a with product you.
2: I never
0: of that too. I'm a product of that too. I used to hear my mom say, "When well, you guys get older, I'm gonna leave." And we got older, and God knows she's still there, and she's miserable. And I don't believe he likes her, and she don't like. They love each other, but they can't stand each other. I just refuse to and live I've that heard way. That.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I me refuse. Too. To.
0: Me too. Well, yeah, Miss Smith, we just... appreciate you calling in, but we have got to take a break because we got to pay the bills, you know. So, uh, <laughs> well, y'all go ahead because I'm gonna call back next week because I got another topic. Because
3: you know what else? I have another friend I grew up with, and we and her both was in the closet at the same time, and she's still there and unhappy as I don't know what. And I think we need to talk about that next
0: week, ladies. Yeah, and, and have her to is. call in. We'll be happy to bring her out, honey. We would be happy because, yeah, you know, I, of course, our theme, song, uh, our theme song is what? To be real. So, to you be know, real. let her know. To be real. Tell her to call her and we'll help her come on out when she's ready. How about that? Yeah,
3: see, I think she's just determined to be unhappy until her child grow up. You know what I'm
0: saying?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I feel you. Well, well listen, we'll guys, we've got to. Yeah, it's time for us to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to have more of the Carrie and Sherelle show. Thanks again, Miss Smith.
1: Welcome back to Psych with my good friend Cheryl Hicks. And me myself and I, Carrie Nickel. She was. Uh, she brought up a lot of good, interesting points for thought, didn't she, Sherelle? Yes, she did. Um, I'm sitting
0: here thinking about how we could start a start a hotline to help men <laughs> that are, getting their, you know, getting it, you know, getting knocked up on the side of the yeah. head, and,
1: you know. Yeah, but you know, they need uh, help and too. And, and, and I don't ever want to downplay the significance of physical abuse but i do mm-hmm. believe there's a lot more abuse that goes on that people don't recognize as abuse
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. and it's and it can be very subtle you know i think just even the you know when you're in relationships where one person is so controlling right mm-hmm. i mean that to me feels abusive um you know when somebody's always acting like well where are you what are you doing you know who are you going to hang out with? I mean, just trying to, like, control your every move and monitor and put you down for what you're doing. Or, oh, you're going to go hang out with John again? You know what I'm saying?
2: hmm
1: So I think there's a lot of abuse that goes on in relationships that people don't really recognize as abuse That can that's very harmful, you know?
0: Well, I think one of the things we've got to do is change the way that society thinks. A lot of people end up in my office because, they're working on this timeline. Uh, society says you need to be married at this time, especially as a woman, because now you're an old hag, you know, and, and then they rush into it just to satisfy what society has said that you know, this is where you're supposed to be at this given time. Well, yeah, I'm here to tell you guys, I'm single and I'm feeling good, and she's I don't care. Society. Mingle. Come on now, <laughs> talk to me, Karen. and ready
1: to mingle no I'm just kidding but yeah you know and it's funny but it's not just the men that are affected I mean the women that are affected by those timelines I have a young man that comes in to see me who's 25 and he is almost on the verge of freaking out that all these people around him are getting married and he's not even in a relationship but you know my own personal policy which I've been telling my kids since they could walk is it's illegal to get married before you're 30
0: ooh (laughs) I like that
1: Because you change so much in your 20s, and you're so naive, not only about just, you know, well, about yourself, really, and who you are and what you want and what your values are, and you change who you might be when you're 23 could be very different from who you are as 30, right? So I think it's real, and that really needs to be a point where you, you know, at that age where you're really getting to, to learn about yourself and, and, and develop and grow as a human being. You know, be, you know, get settled in a profession and, you know, explore the world a little bit. And so I just think that getting married before you're 30 is a mistake. I think if people waited, I think the success rate of marriages would improve. So,
0: Well, you know, I problem. think they... I I think I I had a conversation with Scott, and one of the things that stuck out out in my head was that he said, it's really easy to get married. You can go downtown and get a a license to get married, like in the blink of an eye, you know, but Uh should we be looking at actually making it a little bit harder for people to get married,
2: Uh
0: you know? I mean that's something to think about. Hey, but look, guess what? We got Scott on what? the line. Hey, Scott.
4: Hey, hi, girls.
0: Hey, how you doing? I, was,
4: I am. I am great. And Cheryl, I, I can't believe that anything I said to you in our conversation last night was was memorable in the least. But I'm very flattered by oh. that.
0: Oh um, yes, Scott. I was. You're such an in, impact. In listening,
4: <laughs> in listening to the last segment, you know, I I haven't been abused or at least I wouldn't call any of my experiences actual abuse. Maybe that just seems beyond me. But I recognized in the, the last caller, I can't remember her name, said it too, that it wouldn't be much different for a guy than it would be for um, a, a woman. in letting that happen possibly because of a lack of self-esteem or a, or a lack of self-worth, which I think is different than self-esteem, you know, it it's also possible, and this I take from my own experience, because though I wasn't abused, I was treated with a good deal of cruelty and, you know, sort of like that. And so for a certain guy, he may decide that he has some understanding of why his wife or why his girlfriend would be treating him that way. I mean, maybe it is a chemical thing, or it's a associated with menopause in some way or maybe she is just um you know going through a time and i don't know whether a a guy any more than a girl would would always know why they're being abused so for a fellow who and we'll just use me as the example though i was treated with cruelty for a pretty long period of time my nature was um very calm and steady and with the real faith in the ultimate relationship so when cheryl mentioned that we were talking about the divorce rate last night we're, we're kind of at a point here in this conversation where maybe that's relevant to think about the divorce rate because if if this were to be simplified to the point of saying well for a guy who's abused you know whether he's embarrassed or not um he needs to get out of the relationship i don't think anybody said that but that would be one way of looking at it hey i don't like this in the marriage so i don't like the marriage and we need to get a divorce but if we look to the the long marriages that our grandparents had and all that stuff who knows what they went through in that lifetime that they they did not ever have divorce as an option for themselves they just would not consider it it's here's the issue you are abusing me, and let's just say it's verbal. That makes it a little easier. Let's let's see to this. Let's understand it. And I think some of it could be with words. You know, when uh, Carrie mentioned that, you know, some fella may leave the house, and it's oh, so you're going to see John again, and then where you're going, and that kind of stuff. I mean, some of that depends on the guy's reaction. If he says, "You damn straight, that's where I'm going, and I'll be back when I'm good and ready," well. You got a continuation and a worsening of the problem, but if he says yes, you know, dear, I am, I am just going over to Steve's. You know, he, you know, just wanted me to come spend a couple hours with him, and I think it's probably the right thing to do. And then I'm going to come right back, and we're going to do something together that we both enjoy. You know, so it has something to do with how it gets handled.
1: Mm-hmm. But it sounds to me like when you reference the marriages from, you know, a couple generations back that stayed together. Are you saying that you feel like those people worked through, like they, they they're staying together is a sort of symbolic of the success, that they worked through those things, that they were, you know, just even though there may have been some issues in the marriage, that they figured out ways to work through them? Is that what you're saying?
4: Well, I, I, I have to presume that. You know, I wouldn't really know. I'd have to presume that because everybody, though I've never been married, almost every married person, you know, when I have mentioned, you know, that I wanted to be married to my last girlfriend, you know, people, people sort of react like marriage is very hard. It's something you really have to work at. I mean, it, it, they make it sound as though it's an incredible toil, and for heaven's sakes, I hope it's not. But with people these days just seeing, you know, uh, not just seeing, but but seeing problems and challenges and ups and downs and all that, then I I don't really have much problem with superimposing that over the great long marriages that we have traditionally had in the country.
1: Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think that, you know, people do look at marriages, say people celebrating their fiftieth anniversary and whatever, and the older couples that have stayed together for years and years. I don't necessarily look at longevity as a sign of success in a relationship because I mm. know that when people are together, it doesn't necess- or stay together it doesn't necessarily mean that they are happy together. Mm. And and you referenced, you know, the fact that there was sort of a cultural taboo. On divorce back then. And I think people stayed in relationships because of that. I don't think it was necessarily because they learned how to work through the issues. I think that it was because they felt it was unacceptable to get divorced. So Mm. I think people make a mistake when they look at long term marriages and say that relationship is a success. Because I know a lot of people that come into my office who've been married for years and years and years, sometimes 20 years. Are miserable and want very much to leave their spouse, but at that point then, and they may have been miserable for 10, 15 years, but people have a lot of reasons for staying in relationships that aren't because I'm happy here and I want to stay here and I love this person. So I don't necessarily think that a long-term marriage is a sign of success, a sign of a successful relationship. Um,
4: you, you know, go ahead.
1: So I just wanted to throw that out there as food for thought. Um, I mean, I think think a successful marriage is one in which the partners both feel respected, both feel loved, both feel encouraged um, and, and stay in the relationship because they really want to be in it, not because they feel like they should. And even today, you know, and I see that Taboo is still in work today. I mean, You know, I have a lot of people that come into my office that are afraid to get divorced just because, you know, what are people going to think? What are people Mm going to say? They're going to think I'm a failure. They're going to think I'm, you know, that I've just given up. And some of these people have been beating themselves over the head for years and years wanting to leave. But they stay because of how it's going to impact other people's lives, how other people are going to view them, which to me are not reasons to stay in a marriage. Um, So...
4: Those are my thoughts. Well, I, I can certainly see why you're a counselor because <laughs> you know, everything everything you said was terrifically insightful. I'm going to pass over the last part of it, though, and go back to um, the idea that um, being together that long isn't necessarily a sign of, of success because you're right. And I guess what I'm thinking of when I say that I, maybe we all tend to do this. I was thinking of my own grandparents who right. were you know very happy, but I just figured oh. that there had to be many tribulations. but you, of course, are able to call to mind a much broader cross section of people you've you 've probably consulted with who aren 't happy after all those years. so you know I guess that 's why we have professionals like you. Because everything is really case by case. Otherwise, Cheryl would just put out a newsletter telling everybody how to handle this particular problem. Okay. Right.
1: <laughs> you know? Stay and tuned. It's so I had, think be, it's, yeah, it's great that you've had a model like that, and it shows how important models are. I mean, you have this great model of a long-term marriage in your head, and that's that's a wonderful thing, you know. But, but like for myself, I you know with my grandmother. Um, I saw her in a very long-term marriage, and she did not seem happy. And they never divorced. My grandfather eventually passed away, but they were married for probably 30 years, and I know that she was very unhappy. So, you know.
0: Well, guys, I hate to cut you off, but it's time for a break. We'll come back and pick up this conversation. So we'll see you in a little bit. Thanks again, Scott, for calling in.
1: Welcome back to Psyched with Cheryl Hicks and Carrie Nickel. I understand we got a phone call from Big
4: Al.
1: Big Al. What's going on, Big Al? Good, welcome,
0: welcome. Good, welcome. good, good. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday
1: yeah. And... Man,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a good time up there. You had a good
1: time until oh. you
2: last oh, week.
0: Oh my goodness! I ate so much food, cheese steak, this and that. Yeah. Yes, I had Susan's so, shoes. Oh, I had a great she's time. Having,
2: she's, having a blessed, she, she's having a blessed pregnancy then, huh? She That's looks great. Right.
0: She looks great. And she thanked you, you, uh, you, thank you for I'll, your I'll advice. Al, she thanked you for your advice.
2: I need to come and sit with y'all. You know what I mean? And help out some of these folks. But my man, uh, what was the last guy named Scott? Scott, you, yeah. start, <laughs> you can't sound like you have, you know how you say, I'm half pregnant. You gotta be one thing or the other, man. And that was an abusive relationship you was in, sound like Scott. You know what I mean? If it wasn't good, it was bad. It was not yeah. a halfway thing. To... I got 10 years in, what's the date? 6, 7, eight, nine. Next Wednesday, I'll have 10 years in marriage. And it's good. Wow, you it's remember your anniversary, Friday. Al? August 12th, Good for yeah. you, man. That, yeah, the 11th of June. No, the, the, the uh, Thursday. I'm sorry to t- hey, how you know, bruh? Next Thursday is uh the t- uh the twelfth. Yeah, August twelfth. I got ten years in. And I'm, happy. I'm right up, the- man.
1: for
2: the for the most part it's been a very happy marriage, you know what I mean? I've never hit my wife. We we argue like anybody else, but it's probably about like, don't take the last pork chop or you know, <laughs> put the chicken back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they not take Al's last you workshop, know I mean? man. You'd be reaching you yes, out yeah. of hand and drawing back a nub. <laughs> I,
2: paid for the, I paid for the last one. You know what I mean? There's little stuff like that, but never, you know, like, and that staying married for the kids, that, that, that's that's ludicrous, because it ain't doing yeah. nothing for the kids, so that'd be a, that's mm-hmm. very selfish, I think. Hey, how you doing? That's very selfish of a person to even, considered something like that as such, you know? Well, I
1: have to say that it was actually... About... When I was, I was in a very unhappy marriage, and it was to my children's father, and I was very unhappy with him for three years before I decided to leave. Actually, I'd have to stay for most of the marriage. but And I stayed, and, and my main motivation in staying was because of my children, because I felt such a tremendous sense of guilt for breaking their family up, blah, blah, blah. And I went to see a therapist for a while, and, and it was one day I was sitting in her office, and she looked at me and she said, What do you think you are teaching your children about marriage?
2: Mm. Exactly.
1: And I exactly. thought, Holy cow, if I am setting my daughter up, to think that, or my son even, to think that this is a model of what marriage should look like, that I am doing her a lie, tremendous lie. disservice. So yeah, lie, that, lie. Was really, that, that was really, that was the sounds, one pivotal, cool. no, that was the one pivotal comment that just changed everything. I, I began to view what I was doing very differently. No longer was I just saving lie. my children, but I was setting my kids up for, know, because I thought to myself, yeah, like if my daughter... And I I thought to myself, you know, if this were my child in this marriage, would I want her to stay? And the answer was absolutely not. So why the hell was I staying? So, I mean, I I just think
2: life is... That was in a bad bad marriage, and she got married in May, and I got married in August, so it would have been 10 years. But uh, through the grace of God, uh, he passed, uh, it's been a year now, I think, last March. He passed away a uh, little years from oh, wow. but he he was really not uh, verbally abusive, and that was like probably ten times worse than beating on her. He never okay. hit her, you know, wow. but it was just like he called it. You know, my sister's overweight, she's a fat cow, and he like you know demean her in front of you know, people and uh, wow. in front of the family. But it, I wow. mean, if I put a thrashing on him, you know what I mean? It was no good because uh, she was still like side with him. Like, why yeah. you do that to him, you know what I mean? So yeah. it, so I, I fell back. You know, I, it made me fall back and say, well, you know what? If she like it, i love it. You mm-hmm. know, so yeah. it's, it, yeah. that's, but that abusive thing, that, 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 that's a, but that's a down note, though. Let's talk about that happiness thing. <laughs> Carrie, I'm getting ready to close <laughs> on my house in like 45 minutes.
1: Oh, really? I, 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 You're buying, yes, are you buying the house I'm you were just, living in when before? Are you buying the house yeah, you I'm were buying in? buying
2: house. Child, I don't fix it up. Now, listen, next Saturday, please, ladies, don't have anything to do.
1: because oh, I'm, I'm going to be here. The here this, a week from tomorrow? That. Stop it. Al,
2: I'm going to be in the next Outer Banks, me. Yes. man. Yes. Bring the Outer Banks. Listen, the Outer Banks will be on Hillary Place. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if she don't come uh, to me,
2: you're more than welcome to I mean, Sherelle, you're more than welcome to go.
0: Al, I will come. I'll be in town. You got it. Al throws some to major it. bashes, Sherelle, no. he does not and know anything. And I will, will report back to Gary. Yes, I will report back. I mean,
2: if anything there from handicap from 8 to 80, it's, it's all in proper. pocket. Man, Al, I hate how on I'm on this well, Karen, so, Al can, tape,
0: I, Al, can I get your number from Carrie so I can call you and get directions please. and stuff? Absolutely. I, I don't want to do it please. on air. Listen,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm so serious, yes. Please come and bring some friends. If you have any children, nieces, nephews, bring them. Anybody that's listening, bring them. Come and enjoy yourselves. <laughs> I got a bouncer. <laughs> I got a bouncer from 3 to 7. You know, the kids, to bounce on. I got a... Uh, a clown lady from one to three o'clock, I think. Uh, face painting and magic shows, <laughs> See, making Sarah? rabbits and birds. Oh, wow! And he does not do
1: anything no, halfway, man. I love
2: mean, it. God is good. I mean, I'm blessed. Like you said, and and believe it or not, I've had more success with. I tell you before, I was a troublemaker back in New York, uh, growing uh, not growing up, but in my later years. I did some. I did. I dabbled in pharmaceuticals, as you would say. But <laughs> <When>, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I used to have a lot of money, and I'm I'm more happy now with less money and about twelve hundred dollars a month than I was with twenty five hundred dollars a night. You know what I mean? Oh, so uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where well, listen, my happiness I, I, lies I, now. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Al,
0: I hate to cut you off, sh- yeah, but our get show my number, is coming to you- an end, and I'm gonna see you next Saturday. So that's our show
2: please, for today, please. guys. Well, be, I'm
1: going to call it Friday. I'll call it Friday, though.
0: I'll be back
1: next week. So we're not going to be live Friday, Cheryl, unless
2: you're doing it all solo, sweet girl. Well, I'll do a solo. Al, all you right, don't have you, to call in and help oh, me. Oh, you're not, oh, not going to be here? Okay. But ladies, yeah, I know all you got a joke, go, because I know y'all cut us off ten t- minutes early last week. But it's all right. We, 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 we survived. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, listen, guys.
2: do it.
0: This is our show for today. This has been Psych with Sherelle and Carrie, produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk.